Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. We are especially glad to have you joining with us here today, online with us as well, in part because of what God is going to do here in our midst today, but in part because of what God is going to do in the future through what takes place here today. The series we're in right now is called Bless. There's five dynamics that Jesus practiced and he gives to us in order to be able to love our neighbor and to change the world. This bless is actually put together as an acrostic to help us to remember these dynamics that Jesus modeled for us and to be able to put them into practice in our lives. If you've been with us, um, as I go through this and you want to join with me in saying them, feel welcome to do that. If you're just new right now, let me introduce you to bless. Bless begins with B that stands for begin with prayer. L is listen. E would be eat, to eat with, S is serve, and the, the second S is story, as in sharing the story of Jesus, and it's that second S that we come to today. I got this email a little while back. It was really short, and it said this. It said, hello, Mr. Khan. Now, that's already suspect for me. Hello, Mr. Khan. Are you Guy Khan? Did you live in Rockford, Illinois? If so, contact me. Have interesting story. That's all it said. How many are you thinking? Sketchy, like it's coming from Nigeria. It's going to be a lawyer that says, all you need to do is send me your social security number and I will connect you with a long lost inheritance that is there waiting for you. How many of you would answer that email? Yeah. Actually, I've got this curiosity side of me, and there's also this teasing side if you know me as well, like you're going to play with me, all right, we'll can, we, you know, two can do the playing with you game. So I just shot quick back email, yes, I'm Guy Khan. <laughs> What's the story? I can tell you, I was not ready for the story that came back. In fact, it came from a person by the name of Paul, and rather than me reading to you what this story was he had to share, I'm gonna let you hear it from Paul himself. Check it out. So Paul, I remember um, you know, being at Rock Machine and Tool and the Tool Crib, because I worked in there you know, to start with as well. And so when I saw you in there, it just kind of drew me to be able to you know, come over and to have conversation with you. So what do you remember of that and a little bit of your story from there? Yeah, I just remember kind of the same thing. I just was in the tool crib and, you know, kind of busy about everything. And just one one day, you show up there and just introduce yourself. We chit-chat a bit and just, and then you ask me a question. You, you asked me, I don't know if you asked me, can I ask you a question? But you, you did anyways. <laughs> Are you safe? And, and I was raised Catholic and I had no idea what you were talking about. I just thought, what, what's, what's saved? And so then you went on to say, well, hey, would you know if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? And so I, I told you, well, you know, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'd probably make it to heaven. And so um, you, you persisted, though, and you said, well, hey, you can know for sure. If you would just like to, we can go outside of the little picnic area outside, 
and we can go out there and I can pray with you and I can lead you to Christ and you can receive Christ in your heart today. And so, you, yeah, you were really bold about it. And I just thought, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> no, that was, that was just, it, I was too concerned about what everybody there would think about it. here. I, you know, cause you had the nickname. I don't know if you knew it. You were the preacher in this. So when <laughs> the preacher, uh, you know, which is kind of funny here. We're back, what, 17, 18 years old. And you already had the nickname, the preacher. So anyways, but I told you, no, but I found out after that, um, I couldn't do it. And so, um, as a matter of fact, I really didn't want to do it because there were certain things I was involved in <laughs> with my friends that I didn't want to quit doing. We'd go out partying on the weekends and have just a, a great time. And I didn't want to break free of that. And so that continued for like another three, four years to the point where one day uh, I came to the realization I truly, truly was lost. And if I were to die, then I would go to hell. And I knew it. I was so lost. And so that day I was in Aldean Park with some friends and I took off running from where they were at. And, uh, and I just started crying out to God, God, if you'll forgive me, if you'll forgive me, I will, I will turn my heart to you. I will start seeking after you. And that was the day my life changed. That was four years after, you know, our conversation. So four years, four years later. Yeah. Four years later. Hey, Paul, how about your other family? So, you know, when you receive Jesus, what else is, you know, what else has transpired, you know, from that? Well, what happened immediately, you know, I, I got saved and I, I had to tell everybody, you know, I, I, was, I was very, very zealous. And so shared with my brothers and my sisters and, you know, all my friends. And so, um, and then within that time frame, early on, my youngest sister came to me, Sue, who I think, you know, Sue goes to church there, Sue Matson. As I shared the gospel with her, I was able to lead her to Christ. And so, she was the first, but then, you know, from, from that, you know, as we have continued with that, you know, now I just, in the last couple of years, I've had several of my grandchildren, uh, which we have nine grandchildren now, have received Christ. So there's been a lot of impact. Generations. Yeah, absolutely. It changed, it changed the course of my life. It's amazing and it's wonderful altogether to think what one conversation can do to change a person's life, to change eternity and to change generations. It's, it's, it is awesome. So... Thanks again, Paul. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate you sharing the story. You know, and just so much. You bring great joy to me, brother. And as incredible as Paul's email to me was, there was actually more. I got a letter from Susie. Susie had shared this. Paul shared his story of Jesus with me, his younger sister. Over the years, we have now watched our family members come one by one to the Lord because of your faithfulness to share Jesus with my brother Paul, four generations have been drawn into the kingdom. Hey, Susie, it's just so good to be able to sit down and to talk with you. When I first heard Paul's story, actually I read Paul's story, it was amazing. Little did I know that that wasn't the end of that. And so you, um, had relationship with Paul. So can I just ask you, um, through what God did in Paul, was there anything that then God began to do in your life as well? Yes, yes, um, absolutely. So Paul, and you wouldn't probably know this, but Paul was a changed man when he was working with you and then you shared the gospel with him. Mm -hmm. And he became a brand new person from wild and crazy to kind, tender-hearted, unbelievable. So you noticed some change in him? Yes, yes. 
What about family? Like, how have you seen in your family any ripples as a result of Paul or you receiving Jesus? Um, one by one, people started coming to the Lord. So, and Paul and Paul and I were beginning to pray with each other. So, it wasn't just Paul praying alone. Then we were praying. I think I think it's wonderful to see, you know, to hear a little bit more about one person trusting Jesus, another person sharing, um, and then just the ripples that can go out from there. I mean, we talk about you know loving our neighbor and changing the world. That's what um, that's really what we get to do when we bless another, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It is very much so. Hey, guys, want to join me and give a shout out to Tyler down in uh, or Paul in Tyler, Texas, as he's watching online, and Susie. I never expected what that email was going to share with me um, that day that I opened it up. Now, who changed Paul's life? It was Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus changed and brought life change to Paul and generations to come. What did I do? I just, S, I just shared Jesus' story. I mean, I was a teenager. I mean, I'm in high school. I know about this much. I mean, I'm, I know enough to be dangerous at that point. And the day that I shared it with him, I mean, he just was like, no interest whatsoever. But four years later, something brought life into Paul when he opened himself up to Jesus. And it was like 45 years later that I'm actually learning about that. The picture you saw up there, I met Paul um, like 40, 40 some years afterwards when he um, came and I was actually able to do that face to face with him. God tells us a little bit about how all of this works and takes place. If you happen to have a Bible with you, I'm going to ask if you just grab it real quickly. And I want you to go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians and then chapter 3. If you can pull one up on your phone real quickly, if you've got a Bible app, this is, a, this is really worth marking in it. In verse 6, Paul says, I, Apostle Paul, I planted the seed and Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Now, he's not talking about farming at this point. He's talking about what happens in people's lives. Verse seven, so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow or gives life. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. What do we do? We ask, we share the story of Jesus. That's all I did with Paul. What does God do? God takes that story. God takes that seed that we plant, and he's the one that will bring life from it. You see, when we come to this second S, we realize that this is really what completes bless. I mean, without the second S of bless, all you have is bliss. And bliss, it isn't what a person needs to have that life change that God wants or hopes for them. It would be like us here. I mean, if you've been around Fox River at any time at all, you've heard us and share our mission before. Our mission says that our heart is people and our message is Jesus. And we try to live that out, right? Our heart is people. So this month, we have our community drive. By the grace of God, we together, um, again, we're gonna put out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gifts into kids' hands that wouldn't have them otherwise. And we're gonna supply winter clothing and food, all, all kinds of 
wonderful things. But without this second part, the message of Jesus, if all we do are these good things, people are going to look at us and say, wow, you're generous people. You're a good person. You're a very nice person. But they never get the connection to the life-giving message that God wants for them to have in their life. That's why Jesus wants every single follower of his, everyone that's received him, to bless their neighbor, to be willing to share a witness and to be able to offer and give them hope. And one of the reasons for this, I mean, I think this is going to make sense to all of us. You probably know somebody, maybe a neighbor, maybe a coworker, um, friend, family member. Right now, I mean, they really don't have much spiritual interest at all. I mean, they think like, hey, I'm fine, I'm good. Um, I'm, you know, I don't really need God in my life. You know, they're just kind of going on that way. How are they going to be able to get a message that they don't even know that they need if we don't choose to bless them? Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, he wrote this. And this was after, again, he'd taken, this to, he'd taken this blessed message of Jesus to heart and he was sharing with others. And he says this in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 15. He says, but in your hearts, so we'd say today, in our hearts, we need to revere Christ as Lord and to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone that asks us to give the reason for the hope that we have and to do it with gentleness and with respect. You know, when people say, like, you know, guy, why do you got hope? I mean, like, hope is always attached back to Jesus. He's that source of hope that we have. Now, if you don't have hope, I mean, if you have Jesus, but you don't have hope, then by all means, do not share the story of Jesus with others. But if you do, if there is a hope that you have in your life, if there's a hope that is making a difference in your life, that helps you to be able to deal with the craziness that's going on all around you or some of the difficulties and problems that you have in your life, then for the love of love, for the love of Jesus' sake, then you wanna tell others where they can have that hope too. Because one thing that we all would agree upon, and that is that everyone needs hope, and maybe more so today than ever. And Jesus wants them to be able to have that hope. So we ask, right, just what is the story of Jesus? The Apostle John, who was one of Jesus' closest disciples, he wrote a biography of Jesus. It's called The Gospel According to John. If you've never read The Gospel According to John, fascinating. As John just kind of opens up Jesus in front of your eyes. Really encourage you to read that. But he wraps up the gospel according to John with this sentence. This is the last sentence in John. And here he says this. And Jesus did many other things. So here's everything I've given you, but like there's so much more. If they were all written down, John says, I suppose that the world could not contain the books that would be written. Now what's John saying? John's saying this. Jesus is the goat. I mean, Jesus is the greatest of all times. Jesus is the greatest man to ever walk the face of the earth. Jesus is the greatest influencer in human history. That's a big story. 
And the story that Jesus wants us to make sure that we share is what's called the good news, or we use the term gospel. You've heard that term, right? Gospel means good news. And the gospel of Jesus, or the story of Jesus, is this, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Now, you go like, there's a lot. I mean, there's so much more of the story of Jesus, right? I mean, the world couldn't contain all the books, John said. But there's this core part of the story of Jesus that if a person has that, then they have what they need to be able to have a relationship with God, to be able to enter into um, this relationship in which they become a child of God. One of the aids in sharing Jesus' story is something referred to as the Romans Road. And I find this really helpful, maybe because the night that I received Jesus, a person actually used the Romans Road to show me how to get from where I was and to be able to connect with Jesus. You ever hear the Romans Road before? Um, if you haven't, I put this in your notes, so it's in the app, but I'll, I'll take you through it real quickly. But if you want to go back and make sure that you've got this in your phone, kind of keep it handy to be able to help a person if you, when you have that opportunity to share the story with them. Um, five verses that come from the book of Romans, hence the Romans road or the Romans path to Jesus. It starts out in verse, um, chapter three, verse 23, that says this. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Two, Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it kind of starts us out with this why. Why do I need Jesus? Well, one of the problems is because I am a sinner. I had no problem understanding that when it was shared with me. But sin has a consequence, and it's both physical but spiritual death, and God doesn't want that to be the case. He's made this gift. And so what did God do with the problem that he saw? That's three, Romans 5, 8. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Just this reminder, God's been the one pursuing us. God's not waiting to smash us down. God's not angry like, you're a sinner and I can't wait to cast you into the lake of fire. He goes, I will do everything that I can, even to sending my son. Romans 10, verse number nine. If we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. For with our heart we believe and are justified, right? And with our mouth, profession is made for faith that leads to salvation. And then this is the last, the last part. Verse 13, for whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's this last part that opened up my eyes and made everything just kind of click. I'll come back to that in a second. You see, when we come to the story of Jesus, we're also reminded that every one of us has a story as well. So if we're going B-L-E-S-S to share our story, we do that not because we're the hero, but because our story actually personifies Jesus' story. I mean, people can hear about Jesus' story and it's like, that was way back then, but when they hear about what Jesus has done in our lives, it's like, wait, Jesus can have an impact in our lives right now? And if you would think about this, 
So if you've trusted Jesus, you're saved. I want you to think about, what was your life like before you received him? When did you receive him? And then what is your life like afterwards? So in my case, my life before I received Jesus, I mean, I was running so far in the opposite direction of God. I was like the model prodigal son that was, you know, taking place that way. That whole, you know, for all have sinned, you could put my picture next to that one. But the night that I received Jesus, what really opened my eyes to this, and to somebody who knew, I mean, I knew about Jesus, you ask me, guy, what's Christmas? Christmas is when Jesus came. Guy, what's Easter? Easter is when Jesus died on the cross and he rose again the third day. But when I heard that night that I needed to call upon him, it was like, oh, I actually have to do something with this. And when I did, Jesus began a good work in me and he has continued it to this day. And if you've trusted him, you've got a story that can help another person to connect with Jesus' story. Because in all of our stories, Jesus is the hero of it. So when I bring us to the bottom line, like what is the bottom line for bless? When we started out, we had this in mind. This conviction, this understanding that Jesus wants every follower of his to bless their neighbor. If you've trusted Jesus as your savior, Jesus wants for you to be able to share his story, to be able to bless your friends, your family, your coworkers, the people in your community that when you have the opportunity to be able to do so. Because it's something that all of us can do. I think I've heard half a dozen stories just this past week about people that have, you know, been sharing like, hey, I've, I've tried this with bless or, you know, I've used this with bless or I just stepped into this. One of the stories I heard, it was actually, um, I was eavesdropping on somebody. So I'm walking through, I'm walking through the foyer and I just hear you know, two guys are talking and I hear this, you know, this bless stuff really works. And one guy's telling the other one, he goes like, yeah, he goes like, you know, I knew somebody, I was having you know, a really tough time at work you know, in their life, so I just asked him, I said like, hey, what's going on? Can you just share a little bit with me? He said, and he did, and I just listened. He said, at the end of that, I said, could I pray for you? And the guy goes, yeah, I'd really appreciate that. He said, so, and I did. And he said, this last week, we actually went out and got something to eat together. And he just goes like, who would have ever thought that I could do this in my life? And I'm just like, yes. Right? I mean, like, but that's what Jesus has for us. Not the person on stage, for us. And I want you to just imagine with me for just a moment. What if, what if the people that you know that need God had somebody that would bless them in their life? What would it be like if every follower of Jesus here would bless those neighbors that they come into contact with? Can I tell you what I see? I see individuals, people that love Jesus, that all of a sudden 
have a renewal of the faith and a growth in their faith that they haven't had in years. I see people experiencing the joy that God Almighty has when he sees somebody sharing their faith or somebody coming to faith, the same joy that the angels have. I see individuals whose lives are changed. I see families that are changed. I see people like Paul, four generations of families that are changed just through one word that wasn't even accepted at the time. I see individuals that have a first love for Jesus that is burning in them again. Can you see that? Can you imagine that with me? What all could take place? That's why I really wanna come to us in Jesus' name and ask those that have trusted him, so if you have received Jesus as your savior, I wanna ask you, would you respond to your Lord? Would you revere the Lord Jesus in your heart and do this one thing that he calls us to do? Would you be willing to bless your neighbor this year? Moving into 2022, would you be one who says yes to Jesus? I will, as you give me opportunity, bless for you. I want to call us to this public acknowledgement of it. Now, you know, I never do anything to embarrass anybody. Last thing in the world I do. And if you're newer here, I'm not asking you, but I'm asking those that would say, I, I know that I'm a follower of Jesus. And if that's you, would you join me today, publicly, acknowledging that, yes, Jesus, if you give me opportunity, I will bless for you. If you'd be willing to make that commitment before Jesus today and all the rest of us, can I ask you, would you just raise a hand with, with me? Would you lift it up and just hold it there for a second? Jesus, I would bless for you. Now, if you just keep them up for just a second, again, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I want you just to, I want you just to look around I want you to think with me, if this happens, and this is the scene that we've seen in every one of our services, if this happens, I can guarantee, you can put them down, I can guarantee we are going to see things that we haven't seen take place before. We are going to see God at work like we have never seen him before. We are gonna have a joy for Jesus that he desires for every one of his followers to have. Now, let me mention, if you haven't been in a blessed group and you raised your hand, a blessed group will really just kind of help you out. It'll equip you. It'll set you up for even more success with this. So I'd encourage you. I mean, we've got new groups starting in November. Use the QR code. Sign up for one of those. You know, jump in that just for what you can continue to receive from that. And I know you're going to multiply it as you give it out. Today, we know what we hope for everybody that they would have eternal life. But there may be some today that are really uncertain about that. The question I asked Paul 45 years ago, Paul, do you know that if you died today, whether you'd go to heaven? Remember what Paul said? He goes, well, I sure hope so. And most of us default to that answer. But God actually said you could know. In fact, these, these are his words. These things I've written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. 
And the way to know that is by receiving Jesus. Personally calling upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 13. And if you've never done that, but are ready to, you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You know that you need the forgiveness that Jesus made possible on the cross. And you're like, and I'm ready to act on that today. And I'm gonna invite you to join with me in this prayer. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for doing everything for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. God, thank you for sending your son. While we were sinners, you pursued us. While we have no interest in you, you continued working in our lives and sending others to us to help us in our indifference, sometimes in our obstinance, in our ugliness. And Jesus, for those that are here today, today's the day that their story changes. They go from before I received Jesus to the day I received Jesus. And if that's you, friend, you're ready to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior today for the first time. Can I ask you, would you just lift a hand for a second? Again, nobody's looking around. I wouldn't embarrass anybody. Yeah. Others, please wave at me for a second. Yeah, I see you, sure. Jesus, you know the hearts of those that are crying out to you, opening themselves up to you. As you changed my life and as you've changed so many hundreds of other lives that are in the room, I pray that you would bring that same forgiveness and saving grace to these individuals today. Thank you for what only you can do and that you are doing. We pray in your name, Jesus. And everybody in agreement said? If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.